Shalom, Mishpacha. Shalom, family. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word, means family, and we're the Mishpacha, the family with the Jewish heart. Made up of Jewish and non-Jewish people, where the middle wall of separation between Jew and Gentile, it's finally come down to form one new man. Getting ready, Mishpacha, to blow the grandest shofar. Oh, the grandest trumpet in Zion. We want everyone, everywhere, to hear the good news. We want everyone, everywhere, to be red hot for the Messiah. Now, I recently interviewed uh, Pastor Guillermo Maldonado, and I, I was so impressed with the anointing on the book that we offered that I said, have you written other books? And of course, he's written many other books. And when I found out that he had a kit called Healing of the Whole Man, I said, we've got to make that available to our people. Because uh, Pastor Maldonado, many years ago, uh, I, uh, before Derek Prince was promoted to go home, uh, he, he was a friend of mine for many years, and he made a statement to me. He wrote a book on deliverance, and he said, spiritually, it was the most difficult book he had ever written. How was it when you wrote your book on inner healing and deliverance? Uh, thank you, Sid. Yeah, it was it was the same opposition. And uh, again, thank you for having me in your uh, uh, program. And uh, yes, it took a lot of opposition to write it. And uh, this is one of the uh, topics uh, less taught in the church. Uh, why do you believe it's less taught? Okay, let, let me put it this way, um, uh, Sid. I think we have replacements in the church. We have replaced we have replaced psychology and psychiatry for deliverance. Hmm. And uh, the other replacement is uh, counseling has replaced uh, deliverance. Uh, what do I mean by replacements? Well, the church has been satisfied with, you know, just giving counseling to the people. And, and I do believe in counseling. As a matter of fact, one of my degrees is in counseling. But there's something that, uh, just to give you an idea, those, those are the people that are listening now. Um, I had a person in my, in my office one day and was filled with the Spirit. He loved God. And then he said, uh, Pastor, can you help me? I don't want to use pornography. I'm bound to pornography. And can you pray for me? And that time... Let me just interject something. You hit on a nerve. I am shocked at the number of... We're not talking about non-believers. I am shocked at the number of pastors and believers that are addicted to pornography, and they know too much. So it has to be something more... Uh, than 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 just a bad habit. Uh, they 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 know enough that they should have never even started, but they're addicted to it. Yes, uh, what, what is behind uh, Sid? Uh, this is the root. This is the problem. We are dealing with uh, the uh, the, uh, the the branches of the problem, not with the root. When Jesus came, he said uh, to this woman that he this woman was oppressed with the spirit of sickness for for 18 years. He said, spirit of sickness, come out. 
he called Jesus, called it by his name. He said, "Your spirit of sickness. Now we call it different. We call it, uh, well, there's a bra- unbalanced uh, brain in your head or whatever. They- or, or, or we call it issues. That's a popular right. word. We don't call sin now sin. We call it issues. That's the problem of the seeker, you know, friendly churches that we call things issues, and we don't call it as it is. So now we're dealing with the branches, not with the root. That's what the people keep bowing into this problem. And, and I remember just finished the testimony. This man came, and then he said to me, Pastor, um, I love Jesus. I, I speak in tongues. I'm bound. I, I can't help me. And that time, Sid, I did not have the revelation of the of the deliverance. We're talking about maybe twenty something years ago. I didn't have the revelation of of of, of deliverance and any healing. And and so I believed it in my head, in my intellectual mind, but I did not believe it in practical. Like I did not practice it. And and I remember, I remember the moment that. Um, I in that time I was graduated and I had a, tie, a diploma, a master in counseling and psychology and 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 I said well you know there's nothing I can do and like trying to say well there's no hope and that pre- precise moment the spirit of God came upon me and I said in, in in Jesus name when I said that I mean the man started manifesting and and he pushed my he pushed my uh, my desk and and myself and and suddenly I had to take authority because psychology didn't work, psychiatry didn't work, and all the things that I learned secularly did not work because you know the only thing that works is the supernatural power of God and the anointing and you know as you know the scriptures, the blood, and things that we already know that work. And uh, he was completely free. But this is my point. Many people think, well, I am Christian. I cannot be possessed by any demon. And that is the reason the enemy has used to put a foundation in this program about deliverance and healing and the healing of the whole body. Is That's the reason many people have rejected the message of deliverance because they think, well, they think, well I have, I'm not possessed. And I understand because... Possession has to do with ownership, spirit, soul, and body. But they forgot that Jesus, the Paul says in Ephesians 4, 26 do not, and 30, do not give place to the enemy. In other words, you cannot be possessed, but you can be influenced, you can be obsessed, you can be um, oppressed in something in your body, in your head, in your mind. So... When Jesus talked about, Jesus talked about, and this woman was demonized. You know, there's some cases that he was talking about demonized doesn't mean possession. However, he also, um, we saw Jesus praying for this man from the, the, who was demon possessed. In other words, he was not demonized. He was completely possessed by demons. In other cases, he talked about demonized, and we have not made the difference between possessed and demonized. Christians cannot be possessed because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. We understand the owner is Jesus, it's not the devil. But there's some areas, and when we're born again, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. We are three parts um, aspects as a human beings. 
In other words, we are a spirit, we live in a soul, and we have a body. Now, in our spirit, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, so we're not possessed. He owns us. Two, in the soul, the soul is, is composed by mind, emotion, and will. Those three things need to, must be, must be, Romans 12, 2, must be re- renewed, transform, change, and delivered. See what I'm saying? Renew, change. In, our, in other words, our soul needs to be renewed, changed, transformed, and delivered. So that is the place where demons are influenced people in their mind, in their emotions, and their will. And why? Because there has to be a legal place for them to do it. So we are dealing now with um, carnal weapons trying to destroy spiritual weapons, and that doesn't work. And and that's why psychology can just go so far. Uh, But, you know, the thoughts crossing my mind, at least a third uh, of the uh, people that Jesus prayed for in the Bible involved deliverance. We don't, it's demoted to the back room, if at all, even there. I believe there are many people that have addictions, many people that have physical problems that if they understood emotional healing, if they understood deliverance, uh, rather than saying, you know, that's just my cross, I have to carry it, they could be free. And what a better testimony than I've carried my cross. <laughs> Jesus set me free. I like that better. <laughs> of course, of course. It, and, and there's important to understand that also, you know, there's some things that, that, that for example, this will be a good question to ask to the listeners right now. Uh, how do you know you have an oppression or obsession or influence in your mind and your emotion in your soul or your body. And, and how do you know? I would say it this way. If you have prayed, if you have fasted, if you have done everything you have could and nothing changes, that is an oppression right there. Because in, in, in my own life, I can tell you, Sid, I have such a spirit of rejection in me that I didn't know. I was a preacher with a spirit of rejection, and I had to be delivered. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but many people get rejection in the womb. Uh, uh, I mean, and, and they, they, they just, you know, they feel like they don't hear from God, and they wonder why, or, or they can't get their physical healing. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, the two books— and the two CDs that we've put together are going to make such a difference. For instance, uh, you visited Oral Roberts before many times before he was promoted to heaven. And what did he say about your book uh, on healing? Jesus heal your sickness today. Uh, he said to me, he said, as a matter of fact, he forwarded my book. The last book he forwarded, he said, this is the most uh, uh, simple and anointed book that I ever read um, on healing is such a very simple for people to get their healing. And I encourage those people that this book, Jesus Heal Your Sickness, and also Inner Healing and Deliverance. What, what type of results are you getting from the book, Inner Healing and Deliverance? I can tell you testimonies after testimonies. Let me give you one, very specific. Um, this One of my members of the church here in Miami sent one of these books to uh, his family member in Cuba. 
This man was bound to witchcraft. He was bound to idolatry. He was bound to um, uh, all those kinds of, of magic. And then uh, he got the book. And he got delivered. Mishpucha, I want you to get the Healing the Whole Man kit. We're making it available for a gift of $35. Call it right today. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697. 1-800-447-2697. You had a visitation from the Lord, and he commissioned you to teach on the supernatural and the thing that I'm so excited about your ministry is not that you have miracles, not that people are raised from the dead, not that blind are seeing and deaf are hearing. That doesn't excite me. What excites me is the people that sit under your ministry do the same thing, and some of them start churches that have become gigantic. Tell me about one. Well, you know, it's exactly. Thank you, Sid, again. Thank you for the listeners. Um, yeah, the, I've seen, for example, this uh, pastor from uh, Dominican Republic. Uh, he's a doctor. He's graduated in Spain. He, As a matter of fact, he graduated with honors and uh, came back to his country and, uh, I mean, came back to Dominican Republic. And uh, he came to me uh, for a spiritual covering to be a father to him, to help him, you know, and I did. So he was trained, equipped, taught here, came back to his country to start a church with 40 people 44 years ago. Now the church is almost 4,000 people. Now, on yesterday's broadcast, uh, we were talking about, uh, as God opened your eyes to uh, deliverance, uh, like, for instance, you would see deliverance on a mass evangelistic basis when you would go to other countries and you would wonder why that doesn't happen here in the United States. Uh, uh, and, and actually what you would really wonder is could Christians have demons? Uh, and why, you know, it's so obvious to me the way you taught on yesterday's broadcast that a, a real born-again Christian cannot be possessed but they certainly can be oppressed. I mean, here's the question I'll, I'll pose to those that are listening. Can a spirit-filled, born-again Christian be sick? And could the sickness have a demonic origin? And the answer is yes and yes. Well, you were talking about someone that just got a hold of your book, Inner Healing and Deliverance, which we're offering this week, in Cuba and read it. And what happened? Well, this person got my book. Um, somebody gave gave it to him from Miami, one of his family members. And as soon as he uh, received the book, he started reading the book, he started being delivered. And after he was delivered, uh, he went into his uh, neighborhood, preached to all the witches around him. He was the lead witch. And at the end, he uh, 50 witches came to Christ. Now he opened a church. He's uh, preaching and praying for the people and and, and there's something very simple about my books, uh, um, uh, Sid, and those people that are listening now, um, they have an anointing to, because they have an anointing to activate the people. What do you mean activation? When people are have uh, some anointing or gifts, uh, graces, they have a dormant in them, 
when that when they have to when they activate it they they really come back to their their gifts or their anointing number 2 they import it importation means that you receive a grace that you didn't have and and when people read my books um I would say 99% of the people get activated. They get the miracles. They get the deliverance because they impart it. What do you mean? You're going to have something that you didn't have. And and number three, um, once they they really – there's something God released through my books is, is boldness. In other words, if they've been delivered, God deliver you for you to be a deliverer. And many people that are hearing now, they're listening to me now, I'm very sure God wants to deliver you from any depression. Twenty uh, percent of the population of America, it was ten percent at 2008. Um, I got records. I got a survey in my hands that in 2008 said ten uh, percent of the population in America was depressed, had depression, suffered depression. Now, after the big crisis of the economy. 20%, it wouldn't double. Uh, you know, something that even disturbs me more than that is young children. I mean, really young children are getting drugs be- because uh, they're, they're hyperactive or, or they have uh, reading problems or they have emotional problems. And it seems like it's getting younger and younger. Uh, have you had much success with people with uh, mental problems such as schizophrenia and other things? Yes, yes. We had, um, just to give you some specific numbers, uh, we usually have um, maybe um, five, ten people per week that we delivered uh, here at church. And and we have the numbers that we have. We had hundreds of testimonies of people with schizophrenia, with depression, uh, there's a specific one uh, girl. She was de- she was declared clinically, medically. They declared that she would not be able to drive. She was not gonna be able to study, go to school. She was gonna. In other words, she put her. I mean, they put her in a mental hospital, and they said they talked to the mother. You will not be able to make it. Your daughter is crazy. She was uh, bound with, you know, depression and schizophrenia. And, of course, we don't call it that way now. We call it an issue. We call it something unbalanced, chemical in the brain. And I call it as Jesus called it. And they brought it to me. I set her free. I said, spirit of schizophrenia, come out of her. And and she was completely free. Now, Sid, this is a beautiful thing. And this will happen to the people that are listening to me now. And now this girl, she graduated from college. Uh, she went back to study, graduated from high school, college. She was 13 years old. Now she's 22. She graduated with honors. She drives. She become normal. And the doctor said, we, we can't explain it, and, but she's completely fine. So that's what deliverance does. Uh, now, there's an area, another area you talk about. That, that These are areas that, uh, you know, I think they were taken care of in the first couple days of discipleship of the first believers. Uh, but today, uh, they're under the radar. Uh, curses. People don't talk about curses. You had a curse that affected your heart. Tell me about that. Well, you know, my grandfather died of a heart attack. As a matter of fact, my my um, my ancestors, my grandfather was from Spain, and uh, my father, my my grandfather died of a heart attack. My father died of a heart attack, 
and and it came to me. But in that moment, I already had the revelation that Jesus took uh, my curses, suffered, and my curses for me to be to receive His blessings. It was an exchange in the cross. And, but this is what happened, Sid. We know in, in in theory that Jesus paid for my sickness, Jesus paid for our uh, healing. We know in theory, but we need to appropriate in in experience. And this is one of the greatest problem in the church in America. We know if you ask a, 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 any pastor in America, do you believe in healing? They will say, oh, yeah. Do you believe in deliverance? Oh, yeah. Do you believe in healing? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Do you believe in, in, in miracles? I do. But ask them, how many people in his church are sick? How many people in his church are, are abound, oppressed, depressed, uh, generation of curses? And we know, I knew in theory that Jesus took my curses, but I was, it, when he came to me, I had the revelation already. And I said, no, no. And I renounce and I break every curse in my life. And it's not going to go down to my kids because I break it in my life. Well, went back uh, five years ago to the doctor. My heart is perfect. And, and last, last just six months ago, they checked my heart, and my heart is completely perfect. I broke it in Jesus' name. In other words, I'm not going to die of a heart attack. My heart is perfect because that's what Jesus accomplished for me. He took my my curses for me to receive his blessings. And, and the foundation of healing, I mean physical healing, physical, I mean, uh, inner healing. When Jesus said, I came to heal the brokenhearted, that's inner healing. And when Jesus talked about um, when he came, uh, my thing is to appropriate. My my thing is to receive what he did by faith and, and appropriate by, by it. You can't help but be red hot from the Messiah when you hear the teaching of my guest because he had a visitation from the Lord. And the Lord told him that he was commissioned by God to teach the supernatural. And I have to tell you, uh, Pastor Maldonado, as I read your books or I listen to your teaching, there is, number one, it's simple, but number two, there's an anointing on it so that people really receive it. And so few people, so few believers have ever dealt with subjects like inner healing, emotional healing, and they wonder why uh, that they can't hear God's voice. They wonder why they still have addictions. They wonder why they, uh, they are sick. They wonder why they read the Bible and they say, I know it's true, uh, but it's not working in my life. Uh, what what do you mean when you say inner healing? What does that mean to you? Okay, uh, when when I say inner healing, uh, we are as a humans, we are spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. And our spirit, the Holy Spirit, came to live inside of us. And in our soul, which is composed by mind, uh, emotion, and will. In that particular area, we need to be renewed, we need to be transformed, we need to be changed, we need to be delivered. And those areas, for example, when we're talking about inner healing and deliverance, uh, there's so many areas that the people have, for example, um, uh, bitterness, rejection, 
uh, things that the people uh, suffer uh, unforgiveness. Uh, Sid, uh, you will be uh, amazed by what I'm going to tell you. Uh, when I have preached on, I got another book called, um, you know, uh, Unforgiveness, The Dangers of Unforgiveness. And when I teach on forgiveness, 70% of the people that I've been, and many places that I've been, have unforgiveness against someone. And my question is, does any healing? In other words, they hurt. And and people say, well, yeah, but time will will deal with that hurt. No, time will not is not the solution. You need to go to the root. And sometimes it's a spirit that will have to deal with the root of it. Once you remove the spirit, uh, people will be completely restored in their soul and emotions. And this is the question. What percentage, according to my experience, 20 more to more than 24 or 5 years of experience moving in the supernatural, what has been my experience with sick people, uh, sick when I'm talking about sick in their body and sick in their mind and their emotion and their will? I would say that 80%, 80% of those people are caused directly by a demon. And 20%, of course, I, I would not say that cancer is produced by demon all the time and, and some sicknesses, but 80% is caused by demons. And how do I know in my own experience again, when I have removed the demon, the spirit, the evil spirit, the person has become completely healed in their mind and their emotions and every time I prayed. So I have to ask for discernment. What is operating behind this? Um, just to give you an idea, I had a, a big deliverance, massive deliverance in my church. Uh, very often, every two months, three months, I do that massive deliverance. And one, the last one I did was in Generation of Curses. Sid, you will be amazed. I mean, thousands of people, Christian, they're coming to my church. Of course, they're new because most of the ones that have come before, they've been delivered. They got books. They got, you know, the things, the material to be free. And 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 the testimonies, people of 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 three generation of alcohol, and they said my grandfather was alcoholic, and and then my father, and then you see them now change and transform. Another person said, um, I a single mom, single mom in my family. Uh, I got that generation of curse that my grandmother was single mom, and then my mother, and now me. But when we broke the curse, then the Two weeks later, this woman, that the three generation of being single mom, did you know that got married? Well, what about generational curses, I'm thinking about this, of being overweight? The grandmother was very overweight. The mother was very overweight. And now the child is overweight. Well, it's the same thing. Again, um, you will be surprised whenever you see those people. And we have prayed for people overweight. As a matter of fact, last Sunday night, the Holy Spirit led me to pray. And, and I just let me give you one very specific example, uh, Sid. Uh, this pastor, this is a pa- it's pastor, okay, a pastor, um, 240 pounds, 240 pounds. Um, I went to minister to pastors in West Palm Beach. And I was there, and and the Lord said, I want you to pray for for overweight. And and of course, like you said, uh, generations of overweight. And this pastor, 240 pounds, uh, released the power of God. Well, he, I, I left. I didn't see anybody losing weight. I just left. I didn't have time. 
So he came back um, uh, three months later. He came to the church. He said, I, I came to testify. When you went to have this meeting in West Palm Beach, I said, what happened? He goes, um, I, I weighed 240 pounds. And then he said, and then I went home and I felt a heat in my stomach. And this is what he said to me. He said, I was size 48. Listen to this, 48. And then he said, after I felt that heat in my stomach, I went home. I was taking a shower one day, and I mean, he said, in three after those three days, in three days actually, I was taking a shower one day, and then he said, the moment uh, I said, well, something happened to my body, and then he said, I had a size thirty-eight pant, and then he said pants, and then he said I tried it on and I fit it, so it fitted to me. So he lost ten sizes. In three days. You said, and this was something I haven't heard people talk about much, that rejection is one of the biggest areas that once someone gets free of, they hear God, they get physically healed. Um, talk a little bit about the causes of rejection. I said rejection is this, is always to be outside looking into inside but I don't feel that I don't belong. It's the deepest wound that any human being can suffer. And rejection, the cause of rejection, there's so many causes, but to explain the people, what do you mean by rejection? And there's two things, two reactions of people that suffer with rejection. Number one, they fight, they, uh, uh, they uh, draw themselves. In other words, they, they draw to themselves. Number two, they fight back. No one will do anything to me, and they fight back. And rejection is the deepest wound. And, and, and you were asking the question, I have seen rejection, yes. I have seen many people suffer rejection, always trying to look from outside in the inside, trying to say, well, I like it, but I don't belong. And But the solution, Jesus suffered our rejection in order for us to, be, to receive our acceptance from the Father. And, and that's the solution. That's one of the solutions I give in the book of Any Healing and Deliverance. In other words, I tell the people how to go and, and, and appropriate their deliverance of rejection for them to be free. And, you know, and there, there are people that uh, suffer from this rejection and they don't realize it, they're walking around with walls around them, causing people to reject them. And, and, and they, they get the psychological help, but it never takes care of that deep wound. In fact, you talk about uh, the various causes of rejection. There are many people that have been rejected in the womb, people that have been rejected in their marriage. Uh, teenagers, oh, look at the peer pressure they have. I mean, this has to be rampant in society. Yes, yes, Sid. Uh, I believe this is one of the greatest problems right now in, in this society, rejection. And again, how do we deal with it? Is this a spiritual? Is it emotional? Is this demon? Is this something that we can go to the psychologist and the psychiatry and say, listen, can you give me some therapy about this? And again, Sid, the battle line is we need the power of God. 
We need the power of God. And and let me introduce this uh into the deliverance, into in a healing and into uh into um the whole the healing of the whole body. Let me introduce this. Every time Jesus preached on the kingdom, there were three things that could not stand in the presence of the preaching and the presence of the kingdom. Sickness, demons, and sin. Every time Jesus preached on the kingdom. But now what we have today, Sid, is a motivational kingdom. Hmm. What do I mean by that? Well, we don't preach king, a kingdom with power. We just, we just talk about the kingdom in words. But the kingdom is not in words. Kingdom is in power. So when Jesus brought the kingdom, he introduced deliverance. And you know, Sid, how Jesus called deliverance? Remember that Syrophoenician woman, woman that came to him? Yes. And then he said, can you deliver my daughter to suffer from a demon? She knew deliverance already. They, they already knew in those times. Did you know that what Jesus said is not right to give the, uh, the bread, the children's bread to the dogs? What does he mean? In other words, if you're a child of God, the bread, deliverance is your bread. In a healing is your bread. It belongs to you. It is a legal right. It's not just a gift. We're waiting for somebody gifted to pray for us. No, it is your legal right to receive it. I'm speaking to uh, Dr. Maldonado, and we've put a kit together that is something that every believer in the world should have. It's called Healing the Whole Man Kit. It includes his book, which Dr. Oral Roberts, before just before he went home, said that it was the best book he ever read on healing, called Jesus Heals Your Sickness Today. And his second book, Inner Healing and Deliverance, areas that most Christians have never touched, and two teaching CDs available for a gift of $35. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697, 1-800-447-2697. I am getting so red hot for the Messiah as I've been interviewing. Uh, this is actually uh, the second time that I've interviewed Dr. Maldonado. Uh, and uh, the thing that makes me excited about Dr. Maldonado is not that he moves in supernatural signs and wonders, uh, not that uh, uh, so many people are being healed of blindness and deafness and the lame are walking and the dead are being raised. It's that he has a teaching anointing. As a matter of fact, tell me about that again, uh, Dr. Maldonado. You had a visitation from the Lord, and what did he tell you you were commissioned to do? Well, you know, um, this visitation, um, it was in my house. Um, I was praying for a while. I was fasting and seeking God's face, and uh, he came into my room uh, in, a, in an audible voice saying, I have called you to bring my supernatural power to this generation. And after that, um, I have seen, like you were saying, many, um, it has been the uh, the seal, the mark of our ministry has been the supernatural. 
And one of the things, uh, Sid, that uh, the Lord commissioned me, and there's an anointing for, is cancer. And cancer is so rampant right now. Why does it seem, it seems to me, there's more cancer, more people are having cancer than I've ever heard before. Why do you think that is? Um, you know, I believe it's, it's, we're living in the last, in the end times, and the enemy's trying to do the, you know, whatever he can to uh, to kill so many people, especially Christians. And uh, I remember one day, Sid, I was praying, and the Lord said to me, he said, I am angry against the spirit of cancer. He called it a spirit. He said, I'm angry. He said, he's destroying some of my people. And then he said, I anointed you to uh, destroy cancer. As a result, I have seen after that, um, I have seen hundreds and hundreds of people that have been healed, and not only of cancer, but not only me, but also many people that I have trained, that I have taught. Um, they have also have that anointing to minister on cancer. And if you ask me, what is cancer? Is a cancer produced by any natural means? No, it's, it's a spirit because God showed me there's two spirit behind cancer. It's a spirit of death and a spirit of sickness. So um, we have, we're dealing with spiritual entities. Is We're not dealing with natural things. Uh, te- teach me, because I want to understand this. If I'm praying for someone with cancer, tell me how I would pray. You know, how would you pray? Uh, the Lord taught me one day exactly the question you asked me, I asked the Lord. And then the Lord said to me, I want you to curse the seed and curse the root of it and rebuke the spirit of death out of the person. Again, he said, curse the seed and curse the root. Because I notice, and, and then cast out the spirit of sickness, the spirit of death behind it. Did you know, Sid, that when I pray for many people, many times they get back to sick again. They got sick again. And, and that's why the Lord said you need to curse the seed. Because I have seen not many cases, but some some few cases where I say, well, they were healed. And medically, they go to the doctor, and the doctor uh, signed a paper saying he, he's completely healed. And then seven years later, the person got, got sick again. Well, well, you know, in my experience, I'm seeing that happen a lot. People that get supernaturally healed by God, and then the same condition comes back. And in the case of cancer... You know why? Because you didn't. Cur- what, what, what does that mean? Curse the root. Explain. Okay, curse the root with your mouth. For example, when I said I rebuke every, I, I curse I, with a mouth, declaring from my mouth, Father, in Jesus' name, I, I curse the root of cancer, and I, cur- I curse the seed of cancer. In other words, I'm not only uh, removing just the branches. Uh, but I'm removing the seed that it causes. And, of course, the seed and the root is a demon. And I said, I rebuke the spirit of cancer, go. But one of the reasons, Sid, is not only uh, not cursing the seed and the root, sometimes the people going back to, uh, I just got one specific case. Uh, She used to uh, sing in my, my, my choir here at church, and she got cancer. And I prayed for her. She was completely healed. Um, the doctor said, declare her. Well, we don't understand, but we declare you healed. We, as a matter of fact, the doctor signed the paper. And two, two years later, she got sick again of cancer. 
I didn't understand. I didn't have the experience. And I say, Lord, what happened? You know, we pray. The doctor said it. What? No, I don't understand. Of course, because you're dealing with spiritual entities. And when where she died, she died again. And she died. I'm saying she died after the second time the cancer came. And uh, one of the things that I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't understand why. But I said, let me find out what's going on. Because Jesus said, do not go back and sin again. So I said, well, let me check. And I started finding out, you know, talking to their parents and the family. And actually, the person closest to her said to me, Pastor, you don't understand. Uh, she uh, was healed, but she became so bitter against her ex-husband. And unforgiveness hit her. And to the point that opened a legal right to the enemy to come to attack her body again. So sometimes it's not just, uh, you know, not, not praying right, but also people giving legal right to the enemy. In other words, the enemy doesn't have any authority. He has power because he stole it from Adam. But he has authority. The authority he has is the one that we give him. How? When we disobey God. And God said, if you do not forgive, I will not forgive you. Many people that are listening now have unforgiveness in their heart against their parents, the people in church. You cannot harbor, you cannot maintain unforgiveness in your heart because there's an open door for the enemy to come to attack your body, your finances. And when we go to the scriptures, Sid, we have so many scriptures. God said, if you do not forgive, I will not forgive you. He said, if you bring your offering, please get, you know, reconciled with your brother first and then and we 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 and we ask ourselves why is it that we haven't uh, we give our tithes and offering and and we don't receive any financial blessing? Well, that's the answer. You know, you can't keep unforgiveness in your heart. I have prayed, Sid, a very specific testimony. Uh, there's a woman that came to me, and and she was full of arthritis. I mean, their fingers twisted and and their bones and their and and her. Um, uh, foot and, and feet and, and the whole thing, it was, and it was a mess. I mean, and I said, what's wrong with you? And when I was going to pray for her, the Lord said, no, she has to forgive first. I told her, and I, I called one of my workers here and I said, listen, lead her to forgive. And she did. She forgave, she forgave the person. When I prayed for her, she was completely healed in the moment. Uh, just out of curiosity, when someone is dealing with deep unforgiveness, let, let's just pull something out of the air. Uh, a, 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 a girl was raped by her father repeatedly growing up. Uh, she knows she's now a Christian. She knows she's supposed to forgive her father, but she still has the pain of the memory. How, how do you get rid of that? Okay, uh, humanly, we do not have the power to do it, but there's something called supernatural grace. What's the definition of grace? One of the definition of grace is to do what we cannot do in our own ability. A person that has suffered and has been raped and abused by her own father, she's so hurt that she needs supernatural grace to forgive. And that's what I told the people. You have to get a hold of the grace and how you have access to grace through faith. We have access to that supernatural grace. We need the grace, but it's supernatural. Something that we cannot do in our own abilities, 
we need the supernatural grace. All right, what would you say to would you say the same thing to a woman that had an abortion and is now a believer and just regrets it and and keeps mulling it over? What would you advise that person? It's the same thing, Sid. It's the same principle. First of all, we need to forgive. That's the first step. If you ask me the steps how to do it, we do this uh, every day in our ministry, in our daughter churches, in 30 countries in the world that we have churches. This is the bread of the church. I mean, deliverance. And we leave, first we leave the people. See, let me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you this, Sid. Inner healing and deliverance is for two kinds of people. The people that are desperate to be free and the people that repent. You cannot have, you cannot be free of guilt because you had an abortion and you keep that unforgiveness against the person. You need to repent of unforgiveness. Repent of what? Well, you cannot keep it in you. And repentance is the door for you to the first step to be delivered. Second um, is desperation. You need to be desperate. You need to say, well, I don't want this in my life. I don't want to feel guilty anymore. I want to be free. And third, cry out for his grace. He will release the grace uh, for you to be free, something that you cannot do in your own ability. Many believers are walking wounded. You're dealing with depression. You're dealing with physical uh, problems. You're you're dealing with addictions. Uh, And that's not the way the, the book teaches us. The Bible says that Jesus came to set the captives free. And my guest, Dr. Mel Donato, uh, has been called by God to teach the supernatural of God. And what did you tell me happens when you teach on the kingdom? Uh, First of all, um, um, uh, Sid, thank you very much again. Um, Well, you know, there's something about the kingdom of God um, we what we have seen the trend that we have seen in America is is a king a motivation a kingdom. What do I mean by motivation a kingdom? Is very nice theology, very nice. It sounds awesome. It sounds good. And I'm not saying it's false. I think it's good. But I think the kingdom we've been be becoming satisfied with only the theology of the kingdom. And we have forgotten what Jesus said. Jesus said, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory, the three realms of God. You can't, there's people talking about kingdom, but let me put it in a very simple terms The people that are listening now. And they're saying, what is the kingdom? What is the power? What is that? Well, the kingdom is the government of heaven. The power is the ability of of the government of heaven, and the glory is the atmosphere or the environment of heaven. So is it it possible to bring the kingdom, the power, and the glory here and now, Sid? Is it possible? Or it's just a simple theological concept. In my own experience, 25 years, I have taught trained, equipped thousands in 50 countries that do what I do. And most of my churches that under my uh, care, my covering, spiritual covering, they're the largest in their towns and their cities and their countries. How? Bringing the kingdom, the power, and the glory into their community. 
So how can, uh, but answering you the question specifically, the kingdom is the government of God. The government, that's the reason Jesus said, repent, repent. He said, repent. Why? Because that's the moment where he said, I want you were, you were ruling, governing yourself. Now put your life under my government and then you will have all the benefits of the government. For example, Sid, when you talk about, and the Bible says, Romans fourteen seventeen, the kingdom of God consists in, in righteousness, uh, peace, and joy. And why so many believers don't have any peace? Because you, if, you're not being, if you're not righteous, you can have peace. Any rebel cannot have peace. We have to be under the government. But the question is, what happened when the kingdom comes? Not in theology, but in power. Because the government of heaven has power. So we can't preach the kingdom because the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 4.18, and the kingdom of God is not in wars, but in power. Okay, so every time Jesus preached the kingdom, he was the first man. He was the first man that brought the kingdom and, and into manifestation. And this is what happened, Sid. When Jesus said, repent, that the kingdom of God has arrived, has come here, we saw three things. Uh, we saw that he said the sign. The, he, and as a matter of fact, Sid, he declared the specific sign telling me and you and us what was exactly the sign? How do you know that the governor of God came to a place or came to a life or came to you as a person, as listening to me now? He said, he said, if by the finger of God I spell or cast out demons, you have seen the kingdom of God come. So he um, designed the casting out demons as the, the sign that the kingdom came. So every time he preached the kingdom of God, the government of God, with power, with demonstration, which is that's the problem, Sid. Many people talk, but there's no demonstration of the power. So what kind of government are you preaching? If you're preaching the kingdom of God, you have to have a, you must have a manifestation, a demonstration of the power of that government. So every time we see, we saw Jesus in the scriptures preaching about the kingdom, we saw three things, Sid. Sickness, uh, Matthew 4, 23 and 25, we saw spelling out demons, sickness and sin could not stand in the presence of and the manifestation of the kingdom. So let's bring it now into your life. If you're listening to me now, if you're saying, yeah, pastor, I'm tormented in my mind. I am depressed. I'm taking pills. I'm addicted to a pornography. I'm addicted to alcohol. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I, I, I can't sleep. How can I, I'm tormented. How do I do? Can I bring the kingdom here now? Of course. How, what was the prayer of Jesus? Jesus said, and when you pray, first you honor the Father. He said, please, Heavenly Father, you, you honor the Father. That's the first part of the prayer. But then he said, but let pray that your kingdom come on the earth as it is in heaven. What has been now the idea of the church? That we've been waiting for the kingdom in the future, we don't see the kingdom that can come here now. How? With demonstration of power. So every time, and let me bring it to my own life. 
now. I was Jesus. When somebody said, yeah, I was Jesus, but what about now? Yeah, now I can tell you, now. Now, well, this is what happened. I was ministering in South Africa, and I was preaching on the kingdom. And I said, the kingdom is a kingdom of power. And I said, there's people here. The Lord said to me, there's people with AIDS, HIV, positive. And I said, you, you, they, you were sent to die. And I said it, and many millions of people were watching through television, and, and suddenly 25 people said, came into the altar with HIV. They were sent, and one of them, one lady, she was sent to die by the doctor. She said, you got, I think it was like two months to live. She was thin, pale, and when I, when I, and I said, well, if the kingdom that I preach, the government, is the government of God, we will see the manifestation now. And I said, I rebuke the spirit of death on this woman. And, and I said, go in Jesus' name. Sid, in that moment, the demon manifested through her. And but just to make the long story short, she was completely free. She, I was there in South Africa for eight days. Did you know that she went back to the doctor Three days later, she came back to the meeting with papers saying, I am healed of HIV. The doctor don't understand, and now I'm healed. That's the question. Answering you the question, the kingdom. Every time you bring the kingdom, you will see sickness cannot stand. Demons cannot stand. Oppression cannot stand. Sin cannot stand if we preach the right message. Well, it's time for you to pray because we've been sitting under your teaching in the anointing of the kingdom, and I believe that people are going to set, be set free just as they listen to what you say. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I feel the presence of God right now. Every time I talk on the kingdom, is a radical, transform, transforming message. So let me pray. Father, if, you, if you're hearing me now, I'm going to ask you to stretch your hands toward the, uh, the radio um, uh, operator so you can receive just a, 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 you know, touching something, uh, uh, connecting with something. So let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you praise. I, I want you to lay hands up. If you listening to me now, I want you to lay hands on your the side of your body where you feel the pain, if it's in your head and your body, and your knees, whatever. If you oppress, if you oppress in your mind, if you abound to pornography, addiction, pills, um, any area of your life, the kingdom is here. So the kingdom is not going to be, uh, well, yeah, it was the past. Yeah, you're going to be tomorrow. Yeah, I know the king is coming soon and he's bringing all the kingdom. But in the meantime, the kingdom is in inside of me and it's inside of you and I want to set you free and I want you to stretch your hands believe with me father in Jesus name all those people that are hearing now that been listening to and their faith has been increasing every day I command every sickness every disease in their bodies there's a person that Isabel your name is Isabel and the Holy Spirit is touching your body with cancer be free of cancer I command every sickness and disease cancer die from the root and die from the seed and I declare you healed people with cancer uh, people are uh, there's people right now with blindness be healed deafness be healed now back condition there's a man 45 years old you 45 years old your name is Mark you drive a big truck and you had a big accident and you fill up 
pain and you've been in constant pain in your in your back and I commend you to be free now in Jesus name there's people now with back condition bones twisted bones they come to uh, being straightened now in Jesus name be healed uh, there's people now with depression with uh, a strong depression migraine uh, addicted to pills for depression you can't sleep right now put the he- your hands in your head and I command in Jesus name be healed be delivered in Jesus name people with unforgiveness cry out now and I command every people with spirit of unforgiveness bitterness go from those bodies go from those minds go from those emotions be healed and be restored in Jesus name there are people now that are hearing and I hear people that they've been uh, with sexual diseases uh, uh, sexual diseases and, and I hear the Holy Spirit saying uh, God is healing people with sexual diseases I command you to be healed I command you to be delivered generation of curses there's a man that is listening to me you saw your grandfather dying of alcohol and, and you saw your father and now you addicted to alcohol you want to be free I, I break every curse of alcohol I break every curse of, of, of oppression in your mind and alcohol be free in Jesus' name. Any curse of sickness, any curse of sickness, I command you to be free. Be free now. Okay, because we're running out of time right now, I want you to be able to move the same way as Pastor Maldonado. I want you to get his Healing the Whole Man kit available for a gift of $35. Shabbat broadcast. The Lord has blessed you. The Lord has has kept you. The Lord has smiled upon you, and he has given you his gifts. He's already given you his gifts. He surrounded you with his favor. In the name of the Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace, Yeshua HaMashiach Sikenu, Jesus the Messiah, our righteousness. To hear this week's interview in its entirety, or to watch archives of our television show, It's Supernatural, visit our website at www.sidroth.org. That's www.sidroth.org. Org. To receive a complimentary copy of our bi-monthly teaching newsletter, materials catalog, or information about becoming Mishpacha or Chalitzim, write to me, Sid Roth, Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia, 31521, or call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697. To place a credit card order, call anytime. 
212-265-9797. For all other calls, the number is 912-265-2500. That's 912-265-2500. For a CD of this week's broadcast, send a donation of $10 or more to Sid Roth. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H, Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia, 31521.